welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and welcome to the Backend Engineering Show. Today we have a question, actually, a database question, and I, I thought I'd make a video answering that question. So that question goes as follows: Hey, Hussein, I have a two million row table that is used in my CRUD Python app. I'm worried that as the table grows, my inserts will slow down. Should I consider sharding my database or partition that table? Thank you. So this is a common misconception where where people think that the larger their table, the slower the inserts, which is absolutely wrong statement. It has some validity, but it's a, it's an incorrect statement as it is because inserts are the fastest thing you can do. If they are vanilla inserts, you're going to the end of the table and you're inserting rows immediately. So it couldn't get any faster than that. Why? Because we know where the end of the table is. It's a big O of one. And then slamming that block of data at the, uh, at the end of the table is just an IO. So it's always fast. Whether you have uh, three rows or you have 100 million rows or you have 3 billion rows, it does not matter. Wait, why? Because it's a big O of one. We know and we insert that. Queries, on the other hand, are generally uh, proportional with the size of the table because you need to look up something. And that I, when I say queries, I mean select, I mean update, and I delete. Because when you want to select something, you have to provide some sort of a criteria to look for it. And Assuming there are no indexes, you have to go through the table and then one by one check the rows. Now indexes make things faster, but that also has a cost, right? Essentially uh, through going through the index to find what you want. And now once you found it, you can perform an update operation on it. And that is the update itself is not that bad. Well, it depends on what other structures you need to update. But the act of finding when you to update is generally slow and the larger the table the larger the things you have to look through right and uh, you might say hey and i have an index well the index uh, eventually gonna get large enough for you uh, that even looking up through the index can be expensive especially if you have so many you your values that you search for are just so repetitive and and exist everywhere so it can it can be painful deletes kind of put uh, exist in the same procedure as well we know that inserts are fast but now let's address the people in the comment because some of them say but hussein but hussein but <laughs> yeah so inserts can get slow when you have so many indexes on your table so now what do we do we when we have a beautiful table that doesn't have any index we as, as i just described we're inserting the row at the end 
or the table, and then that's it. You're done. You just updated the heap. But what if you have indexes? You have first name index. You have a last name index. You have uh, age index. You have, I don't know, salary index. So now, once you inserted that, that's one operation. But those indexes need to be updated with the new values for each column so that you can search for it in the future, right? So you have to update these four data structures. If you have four indexes, you have to update four indexes. So inserts affect these indexes. And, and this has to be uh, happen atomically. We cannot do it asynchronously, unfortunately, right? Because if we do it asynchronously, we're saying, let's just insert the table, right? And commit the operation. And then asynchronously, we're going to update the indexes. Some people thought about that. But what if a query comes in immediately after that? Well, you're searching indexes that essentially outdated. And if you don't give me the result back, I don't care what you say. Your database is not consistent. And as a result, you validated the C letter and the ACID. As a result, your database is not ACID, right? And you can, you can, you can add fancy words like eventual consistency and all that jazz, but to market your database, but yeah. It's just, it's inconsistent, nevertheless, right? So now, yeah, inserts can get slow the more uh, indexes you have to update. These are usually negligible, right? This is something we don't really pay attention to much. If you have, unless you, this is something you have to look at after you exhaust all other things. Like, let's say you have an event that is captured in your database upon insert, and you go take that event and you do stuff based on an insert, like a store procedure. You execute a store procedure to query a REST call when you insert a row. If that insert is slow, it's on you, right? So make sure that your database is not doing silly stuff like that. Obviously, the inserts will be slow, but native vanilla inserts are fast in general, right? So what else? We're going to talk about... Uh, since we're talking about indexes, right? Might as well mention the the advanced stuff people doing to optimize inserts. And this is this is the the level of, of the Facebook of the world and the Google of the world. This is not you and me building to do apps, right? Uh, or, or CRUD apps. It, it doesn't affect us. But for the sake of them mentioning, and I talk about it in the database and in my introduction to database engineering course in details, if you would like to go get that course and support the channel, it's it's a very, uh, it's a, it's actually a bestseller on Udemy. I was surprised. Thank you so much for all the lovely. It's four point seven. Yikes, that's really good stuff. So appreciate it. Thank you. Check it out. Uh, over fourteen hours worth of content. Good stuff. The data structure of the indexes that we need to update as a result of inserts can matter, can slow down your inserts. So for B trees and B plus trees, there is this concept of rebalancing, right? So when we insert a row, so I say it's an empty table you insert the row number one value number one of this column you get it in the root right you've insert two you get it to the right and you've insert three 
right? One, th three is greater than one. What happens here is depending on how many children you have in your B plus three, the, the tree is reshuffled. So the two becomes the parent and the one is shifted to the left and the, and the, and the three is shifted to the right, right? And the more rows you insert like that, this reshuffling and rebalance to keep the tree as balanced as possible, unlike binary trees, which are just literally there is no balance to them right you can have a binary tree that is like that b plus trees because we're balancing cons consistently especially if you have a lot of inserts lots of lots of lots of inserts that uh, you can start feeling you'll feel it eventually you'll feel it in the insert that is slowing down because of because of this updating and rebalancing that needs to happen it's not that as bad but it is bad enough that google has invented a new way of managing pend only workloads and insert only workload to optimize that to avoid this rebalancing of the trees and also to to avoid hurting the ssds because b trees as a result we we, we talked about that right we, we're updating in place these structures right these 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 uh, internal nodes and the leaf nodes we're constantly updating updates ssd hates updates because there is only limited amount of shelf life to the to these pages on the ssds and if you keep doing it right yeah ssds does there's all sorts of this um this balancing the pages and removing and taking things from different page and writing to another page this constant thrashing on your ssd is gonna hurt it and as a result you, you reduce the value of the ssd so google invented this idea of log structured uh essentially indexes where how can i make my indexes so that i don't need to update them if i'm inserting new stuff why do I, why am I performing an actual update? I want this to be a nice. I don't want to go locate location and then change it in place. I don't want to do that. I want my always everything and insert. I always, always keep inserts, insert, insert, insert. So they invented the idea of log structured merge tree. So everything you write, you write it sequentially nicely in memory as level zero they call this level db uh, this is what's called the levels are getting everything in memory and might say hussein if we're writing memory isn't this uh, not durable no we also write it to a uh, write ahead log into a into disk but also sequentially written so that we don't lose it in case our machine just decided to shut down right so we keep it so this is the first thing and as we don't sort or do anything right so, but as this level zero gets filled up, what we're going to do is asynchronously, we're going to merge, take this, sort it, and write it to a level one on disk structure. It has to be sorted. And we go, and as level one gets uh, uh, filled up, we do the same thing. We take that, resort it, and then write it to a new location. Always write new. It's immutable. That means we don't change it in place. It's always uh, take everything inserts we append it in the middle obviously this created all sorts of new problem and they are trying to solve it because now search are now queries become slower if you think about it right because you have to query level zero and you have to query level one 
and you have to go to level three. If you're lucky, if the things that you just changed, obviously they're gonna become in level zero, right? Then, then you're gonna find it in the first level. But again, they they add all sorts of bloom filters and things to make things faster. But this is not our topic. But yeah, uh, just answering the question, you can see how complex a CRUD app is, right? It's not as simple as you think. <laughs> it might be. All right, so. Most of the time, you don't have to worry about LSM versus B3. B3 is, is enough. If you start feeling it in the billions of rows, then you might worry about it, right? But LSM trees are, are getting popular. Cassandra uses LSM trees. RocksDB uses LSM trees. I believe MariaDB has an LSM tree indexes. But that's it. All right. So let's talk about uh, selects, updates, and deletes, which is the... the RUD, or part of this, or read, update, and delete, right? CRUD. So when you select update and delete, we're not worried much about the deletion and the updation of stuff. Updation is not even a word. Updating of the things. We're worried about the finding of the stuff that we need to update. If you're finding a lot of stuff, that is obviously going to take you more time than finding fewer set, right? That's why you don't see public APIs allowing you to update to do a set update. Instagram, they don't let you mass follow or mass unfollow because they know they can't do it efficiently. It's a it's very, very hard to do efficiently. Find me an API on one of these applications that you look that has a mass mass approach where you just, hey, I want to do all of this. I want to delete all these emails. Gmail just introduced this feature. But they do it very efficiently, asynchronously on the back end as a job, right? But, and even though, like, how do you do it, right? Just you submit all these, we almost never do it right, this mass update or mass deletes. That's why keep your API simple, even if, if that's as a cost to the user experience. Yeah, if I want to delete it one by one, sure. But if don't let the user select like 100 million and then delete that that just will kill your performance obviously so now selecting stuff is what you need to pay pay attention if you solve select you get update and delete for free okay plus the cost of the b3 updating and all the lsm updation of the indexes right so now you need to figure out what indexes you need to create not to be a lot of indexes, just enough for you to perform these selects, update, and delete. Don't add indexes just for the sake of indexes, like for a to-do app or CRUD. Yeah. What are you reading exactly? You're, you're, you're displaying the list of to-dos, right? So think about what you want to show and what kind of queries and what kind of filters are we executing? If I want to delete one to do, like, hey, I marked it as done, that's an update technically, right? If I want to update it, how do I search for it? So use primary keys when possible. Do not use GUIDs as primary keys. We we talked about that in MySQL specifically. That's just a bad idea because of clustering by default. Postgres, you might get away with it. But essentially, the randomness of GUIDs just kills the performance database don't like random things it likes sequential right so it can cache and can predict the page where the next row is coming 
form right if you're if you if you're inserting value one two three four five they all nicely tucked into one page right so that next value seven you're looking at it or, or writing through it it's gonna most probably be in the same page right but if you're inserting values i don't know seven and then hundred thousand and then the next five is nine thousand and then the next one is uh 200 million these are located in different places in desk and as a result these random seeks across all different places ios can hurt your performance essentially right so sequentially always beautiful always better right at the end of the day now see right i've been talking for how long now i didn't even mention partitioning or sharding that's our problem here uh, what scares me really in in the current um premature optimization world is all this talk about hey let's do microservices from day one hey let's do sharding from day one you don't need to avoid it keep things simple simplicity simplicity always wins if you need don't do opt premature optimization don't try to complicate your structure just because you might need it in the future sometimes you have to be optimistic a little bit it's like, okay, okay well i really need it if i need it i can add it in the future if you can answer that question then don't add it right again that's just my opinion you might have a different one i would love to hear it in the comment section below essentially but um, I talked about partitioning. I talked about sharding in my course. Uh, I talk about these two concepts a lot. I, I prefer partitioning over sharding. If you can partition, partition. Uh, avoid sharding unless the final solution. Obviously, there are tools now that allows you to do that. But my argument is, yeah, there is a tool that allows you to do that, which you don't have to manage. You don't have to do it yourself, but you have to still manage this thing. Like Vitesse is a good example, right? Vitesse allow you to do sharding from day one but you just added an extra piece of infrastructure that you have to manage not not anyone else right unless you you have you're paid for everyone is going to support this for you and they do it for you then it's a different question but if you don't need it don't do it partitioning can be implemented later if you, even if you have one monolithic big large table eventually if you want to do sharding the the beauty of sharding uh partitioning sorry is you get smaller tables in the same machine right forget about you don't have to avoid it in this this i'm talking i'm talking everything here is in the same machine essentially right uh, and yeah if this machine eventually can't scale up you can always do replication replicate your reads into another server so you can do that stuff but even though just push it to the limit push that vertically scalable thing to the limit before you introduce replication before you introduce partitioning right see where you can because so you can squeeze so much performance from the existing fundamentals that we know right don't just add things because hey let's make it faster let's do sharding yeah because what do you do with sharding you just make your table smaller well you can do that with partitioning right or you can make indexing you, you can do partial indexing for example to to create indexes that are efficient that only for the things that you actually search for even better only add indexes for the things you already actually search for don't add indexes for things are that you're barely searching for or just because one app like admin is using it you're adding an index and killing the performance for other stuff 
probably not a good idea. All right, guys, I uh, I think I'm going to stop right here. But uh, hope that answered the question. I guess, uh, should I show or partition the application? The, the answer is, uh, it depends, but no. <laughs> Don't show it unless you absolutely need it. That's uh, that's that's my answer. Now, my answer obviously won't, doesn't, might not suit you, but essentially... I like my motto is always keep keep things simple, only introduce things when you need it, only solve problems that you have. Let's say, okay, don't solve problems that you don't have. Uh, that's 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 a nature in us engineer uh, engineers. We always want to solve every single problem or every possible problem that we don't have. We would think about a problem and we introduce it to ourselves. Oh, what if this happened? What if a camel passed the road? What do, what should I do? Oh, what if some, a meteor hit my house? My house should have um, a high availability zone. Should, like if I destroy my house, I should have another house back up. Sheesh, man, if a meteor hit the earth, we're done, right? Sometimes don't over ask this what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. It's just, uh, I think it's a slippery slope. And again, Everything here is my opinion. I'll pass the question back to you. What do you think? I'm going to see you in the next one, guys. You guys, stay awesome. Goodbye.